So you're saying the points that I make will make more sense if I think first? <laughs> yes, usually. <laughs> Thinking before speaking is, is helpful. It's genius. genius. You should write a book. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking 101. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It'll never sell. That's not catchy enough of a title. Welcome to Manfully Alive Podcast. If you have never tuned in to Manfully Alive Podcast, I am your host, Mike with a mic, and next to me is my co-host, Deacon Nick. Manfully Alive comes from the well-known quote from St. Irenaeus that says, the glory of God is manfully alive. Well, if we want to actually experience the glory of God, we have to become these manfully alive. So, Nicholas, how would you recommend we do that? We've got to read the Gospels, learn about Jesus. Yeah, the way we get to know our friends, right? Just just talk with the Lord, and good thing he, his stuff got all written down. Otherwise, we'd have nothing good to read. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's a Sunday bestseller. Seems to uh, be a real page turner. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, the challenge that we had from last week we were about to get into, but before that, we should probably kick it off in a prayer. Yes. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this week. We thank you for your blessings, your love, your mercy, your grace. You are always bestowing upon us. You are always giving us a torrential downpour of your loving care. And you want nothing but the best for us. Lord, help us to be convicted of this, to know this deep down, of your great love and your desire to guide us ever closer to yourself. Help us to fall ever more in love with you, that we may grow in virtue and avoid all vice. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last week's challenge was to dwell in the grace of the sacraments so they can affect your life. So last Saturday, Sarah and I go to confession. And uh, we have to take turns because... Confession time overlaps sometime with nap time on Saturdays. Oh. And so I'm I'm there, and first lady that's there, you know, of course I prayed for patience that day, and the first lady that's there, you know, you're talking a total hour that they have for the confession. First 25 minutes was done by one person, the very first person in line. So there's me and 11 other people that are like, is somebody in there? Are we sure somebody went in? The is that, is sin the among in? sinners. Oh my. <laughs> but I think we all needed time to do an, a better examination of conscience. Yeah, the Holy Spirit was at work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So the reason I bring this up is I was, you know, I, I, I had time then to do a full examination of conscience and just, to, you know, evaluate where I was kind of falling short. And so one of the sins I, I, I professed was, uh, or confessed was, uh, not being present with my kids, like being physically present, but not mentally present. And so he gives me this penance of, Hey, go home, put your phone down, put all electronic devices off or away and wrestle and play and just be with your kids. Nice. It was a blast. I had such a good time just hanging out with them. And, and, and oftentimes I don't look forward to it, even though I know if I enter into it, it's going to be enjoyable, but I just forget that, you know, yeah. it, it becomes more of a duty than a joy. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny how sometimes we have to be reminded of that, but, uh, that's so true. Once we do take the time, make the effort, it's awesome. Yeah. So how did you 
dwell in the grace of the sacraments so that they could affect your life? You know, I, uh, similar, but, but different in terms of being present, but not being fully, uh, aware or conscious of what it is I'm doing. You know, as a deacon, I'm required to do morning and evening prayer. And it's very easy to either pull out the book or to, or to, you know, find it on my app and to just start doing the prayers. Boom. And I just read through them. You do three Psalms and a reading responsorial, you know, some petitions and boom in closing prayer. That's it. You're done. Um, but man, I can't tell you how often I just start reading through it and it's not really penetrating my soul. It's not really captivating my imagination and allowing me to be prayerful or I'm not choosing to be prayerful. And so I, I've been, uh, I've been concentrating on being more attentive during those times of prayer to make them fruitful. Um, because prayer, just throwing up prayers doesn't, doesn't really work. And so uh, I wanted to be fully conscious to the prayers that I was actually trying to pray. So that's been, that's been fruitful. That's been effective. And, uh, I think it, you know, prayer is, is one thing, but attentive prayer is so much more fruitful. So it's been good. I think, I think that's going to bring some level of correlation with the gospels today. And I yes. think we'll get into that as we, uh, as we get a little further. So do you, do you, do you want to read or you want me to, uh, I'll read it. Yeah, here we go. Um, the Lord be with you and with your spirit, a reading from the gospel of according to Mark. Again, Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, into the district of Decapolis. And people brought him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hands on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd and put his finger into the man's ears and, spitting, touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephaphatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Nicholas, are you opened? Opened. I hope so. As opened as I can be. Ephathatha. Ephathatha. Yeah. Ephathatha. Yeah, try saying that ten times fast. I'm sure I'm not saying it correctly. Well, <laughs> me either. Ephathatha? No, no, that's not right. Anyways, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were open, his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. Openness is a good theme. Openness. Like, how, how do we remain open? Open to truth? Yeah. Open to God? It's not like you're going around to your friends and be like, be open. Open yourself up. <laughs> open sesame. Be open with me. You know? This is, this is him opening the things that were closed. Well, and, and that's precisely what the Lord does, right? He shines light through the darkness. He brings truth to, to the inerrant. Uh, and he brings, uh, he finds that which is lost, right? Yeah, absolutely. He finds that which is lost and he Restores opens it, opens us up, opens us up to his, his love, his grace, his mercy. Um, 
it's it's a great theme to to think about to ponder like how how are we open or more importantly how is it that we are not open and we need to be um this man was deaf and the lord opened his ears but but in what ways are we deaf to the lord in what ways are we deaf to the faith in what ways are we stubborn in our belief or or not convinced of God's love and mercy. Well, I, I just as far as a, a level of openness with the Lord, oftentimes that requires communication with your friends. Like if I'm going to be open and honest with people, it requires some level of communication with my wife. If I need to be open with her, it's usually in some form of communication or sharing or some level of vulnerability, I guess. And, and I'm thinking in the, in the terms of kind of where we live right now in the world that we live in, there's a focus on being social, but there's not a focus on being open or transparent or out there and and honest. That's right. And in fact, so many different versions of social media actually encourage us to only show the best versions of ourselves. We only put up the pictures of our family when it looks nice, you know, or like the Christmas photo or the good stories or the funny videos, you know, cat videos, whatever. Like we don't show the truth, the, the messiness, the, the hard parts mm -hmm. of our life. And so we, we come across as being real open, but it's really just a portion of the truth. And well, that's hard. You know, and, and I think that's the kind of way that I've been with God lately. If I'm just, in, you know, interacting there, we, uh, we had a good, good friend of ours who's a priest um, over for dinner and, uh, you know, I was telling him about another conversation I'd had with another priest about, he, he asked me flat out, how was my prayer life? And I said, you know, I like to know a lot about God, but knowing him is sometimes too intimate. And so mm. understanding the Lord is, is something I've, I've gotten good at, but actually interacting directly with him has been incredibly difficult. And so progressing in any spiritual way, you cannot do it without prayer. And you have to be open to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and, and, and I think precisely because God is all about this openness, this story talks precisely about what happens to us in prayer. I mean, he might have, you know, put his fingers in this guy's ears um, and opened him up to be able to hear, but he, he is breaking through the darkness and the silence of our hearts in order that we may be open to his love and grace. That is, that is by definition, not going to be an easy process because I think we have a hard time being introspective, seeing ourselves for who we are. Um, yeah. And that's precisely what God wants to do for us. And it's not that we're full of ugliness or sin. I mean, sure, we're all sinful, but just being real about who we are before the Lord. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's a certain level of like, if I can hide my shame from the Lord, he might, he might enjoy me better. Mm. He might reward me. And I think bringing our shame to the Lord is, is a big piece of that. But, uh, father Mike Schmitz does a phenomenal, uh, tips for prayer. Right. Mm -hmm. And he goes, he goes, first and foremost, you cannot advance in any part of your spiritual life without this base level of prayer, right? Yeah. Cannot, 
it, it, it is, it is a fool's errand to believe that you can advance in holiness and not have a daily interaction with the Lord. Right. And you have to talk to him and you have to be honest and you have to be transparent, which is not something guys like to do. No guy likes to call up his buddy and be like, Hey, listen, let me tell you about all the places I struggled today. Yeah. And you're like, uh, who is this? <laughs> but to the extent that you can find a friend where you can be open and honest like that makes it all the easier to do with the Lord and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So his, his four, four tips were, uh, first the when, right. As opposed to finding a time that God can fit in your day, mm. reconstruct the whole of your day around that prayer, because it should be the source and summit of everything else in your life. The whole of your life should flow around that prayer. Um, so Sarah and I have done like what you said, the liturgy of the hours, we started doing night prayer together. Nice. So, you know, later than that, I'm gonna be doing that. But one of the pieces there that he said is, okay, so you, once you've established your win and that win is consistent and that is not the time of, you know, well, every time I pray, uh, I fall asleep. And his response is I, I hear that pretty regularly. And, uh, he goes, so where, where are you praying? And guy goes, um, yeah, I pray, I pray in bed. And, um, you know, it's like right before I'm going to bed and, you know, I just can never seem to finish my prayers. And he's like, so it's after a long day, you're tired. You're, you're probably thinking about other stuff and you've, uh, you've essentially created a a great, you know, what sleepy, how long it takes for you to fall asleep. And that's your design prayer time. So, You've got a dual purpose time. It's not really about prayer. It's about, this is what I do to fall asleep. So now I've Pavlov's dog myself into oh. every time I start praying, I'm now sleepy. So change your where. It's fine if you keep the win as, as long as you're in a place where you're not going to fall asleep. Yeah. So create a space where you can go to regularly. So now you've got your when and your where, and then you have to say, how, how do I pray? Or, you know, where does this begin? And so he says, pick a type or a style of prayer. Maybe it's Lexio Divina, which, you know, read about this if you guys are out there and you don't know what that is, or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's petition. Maybe it's, uh, some sort of a music, you know, uh, doing a praise and worship. Maybe it's, um, liturgy of the hours, like what Sarah and I are doing now. Yeah. Um, but one of the biggest things that he says is designate a month, you know, four weeks of you're doing the same thing. And don't change it every two, two or three times. Like, oh, I was doing the rosary, but, you know, I didn't get anything out of it for two times. Well, you didn't really commit any time to it, right. nor did you actually start to understand the prayer by doing it enough times for you to see the value of it. It's like right. going to the farm twice and saying, well, there's no corn here yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up stock. We're yeah. selling the place. I'm done with the chickens. Yeah, yeah, these chickens. <laughs> I've been looking at these eggs for a day, and yeah. they are not hatched, so this is awful. <laughs> so come on. But that's kind of the point. Um you have to put some time in in order to develop this and to expand that skill set. And then the final piece was why, which is a really, really hard one. Because most of the time, at least I'm introspectively here saying, I, ca- I catch myself praying for things that I need. Sure. Not prayers of gratitude, not prayers of uh, uh, penance, not prayers of uh, just praise, just straight praise yeah. of God, you are wonderful, God. Thank you for this, 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 right? Um, I guess that's gratitude a little bit, but just praising God who is indeed worthy of that praise. And so, you know, define the why of why you pray 
and and dwell in that for some specific amount of time of you know maybe a month maybe six weeks but stick with that form of prayer and watch it yield fruits and then at the end of that you've given yourself also the freedom to say okay i tried that for four to six weeks and now i'm going to try this form of prayer for now four to six weeks yeah so. that's so good it forms a habit <clears throat> it, it, it it's persistent um, it's great. I mean, that's the way you grow in virtue. It's yeah. the way you, you form a habit of prayer. That's excellent. Um, you know, and that's precisely what we need to do in order to be opened up by the Lord. If we're not hearing him in prayer, if we're not allowing him to penetrate our hearts and to open our minds, um, to his truth, to his will, then, then we never will truly be open. And, and our, our ability to allow God to be our guide in our journey towards holiness it is is jacked <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's never going to break through that that deafness or the stubbornness or any it, of it that, never right? can how it, can it right so that's but that's the point right the, the 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 interacting with the lord is to be opened and to allow those flaws that we see in ourselves uh, you know maybe it's vanity maybe it's anger maybe it's pride maybe it's lust but those things start to diminish the closer we draw to the Lord, but it's not a, it's not an overnight thing. It's not a, uh, quick shift or shuffle and you're done. I mean, these are, these are lifelong crosses that many people will carry, but the only way to grow strong against them is by fortifying and, and gaining those men in your army, such as holy men that hold you accountable and, and relationship with God. You know, one of the themes that I'm hearing come out of all this that you and I are discussing is this idea that, you know, it's possible to pray, it's possible to be faithful and not be paying attention. It's possible to go through all the motions, go to Mass, receive the sacraments, even go to prayer, even say the rosary, and not have it penetrate our hearts, not have it fully be conscious. Yeah. Um, and, and when that happens, when we allow that to be our regular habit, when we are consistently falling asleep, whether literally or figuratively, uh, before the Lord, this is the way in which blindness happens. We can think, oh, well, I have prayer time. Oh, well, I receive the sacraments. I must be doing well. But if we're not paying attention, if we're not seeking to hear the Lord in those moments of prayer and sacrament and grace, then we will be quite deaf. And I think it's fair to say that we, as a church, systemically did just that we were deaf to the holy spirit deaf to christ and deaf to um the most vulnerable among us those victims who attempted to report uh and the church didn't act or, yeah or acted irresponsibly in order to respond to that crisis and you know <clears throat> i know people might be getting a little tired of this topic but yet at the same time it's the responsibility of every church person of every baptized catholic to take this issue so seriously um it is time for the church to heal it is time for this sin to be purged and i think that's precisely what the holy spirit has done this gospel is wonderful because it brings to our attention the way in which the god the, the holy spirit is seeking truth in and through his own church whom he died for jesus christ died upon the cross for his church and by doing so, by breaking through in this time, he's finally allowing his deaf church to hear because he's given full voice to the victims. And I know it's painful. I know it's hard, hard for us all to witness. But at the same time, um, amen. 
because it needed to happen. And I'm so glad that our church that I really do love and respect is going to be healed and purged of, of this great sin, which I, for one, am tremendously sick of hearing about and yeah. can't wait for it to come to an end. Yeah. And healing is possible. Yes. The, the, those of us out there that have allowed some despair to enter into our hearts, right? That's not from the Lord. No. That doesn't come from the Lord. That comes from Satan. Satan's greatest arsenal is, is the lie, the deceit, the, the, the doubt, yes. the pain, the shame that comes with all of these different sins. Like every single one of those perpetrators should feel. But when you're, when you're in a sin, you can eventually become numb to the pain that you're causing. I mean, think about this. There's, there's countless men out there that struggle with an addiction to pornography. And at some point they stop thinking that this is wrong. What I'm looking at here is, is not only adulterous or, 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 or just plain wrong. It's also, you know, violation of the vows that they made if they're married men, you know, it's a violation of the sanctity and the respect and the integrity of that woman that's on the other side of this. I mean, think about that that the women in those videos, that's somebody's little girl, right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's a father out there that said, you know, that wasn't what he wanted for his child. Right. And, and I think that's the, that's the mindset that we have to have for all the things in our life. Because if we have true respect for the other human beings in our world, we start to interact with them with love as opposed to disdain or, or, or frankly, the most, the most toxic, which is indifference. Well, yes. And, and, and you hit it right on the nose there. You know, there's one thing to talk about the, the perpetrators of these terrible crimes within the church. Um, it's another to talk about those who knew about them and didn't report them. The inertia that can happen within somebody out of fear, um, out of, out of a desire to do good for the church, but it's really a misguided uh, desire because really what's best for the church is for it to be purified and to be purged of all this. And so, um, I'm excited that we're talking about it, even though it's very difficult, even though it pains my heart, I'm excited because I think it's about time, right? It's, it's, it's more than past time for us to really weed this out and, um, yeah, expose and, it to the light. And it's going to be, it's going to be bloody. It's going to be messy. It's going to be going to be awful um but it's the greatest thing that the holy spirit could do is to root out this evil and and overcome the church with its true version of holiness as opposed to this deceit masquerading within its within its role right and it's precisely why we catholics always have the body of christ on the cross because he truly was crucified he went through the pain of death in order to bring about our salvation in the same way we're going to have to go through the pain of this of this healing of this purification and yeah. and what's great is that god himself is going to be the one that's going to bring about uh the fullness of the church restore it back to its glory back to its beauty it is our responsibility as the parts of the church in order to bring about this change so if you're wondering what can you do you can keep a vigilant eye in your own parish. 
you can get involved with your parish so that no people are being left alone in a vulnerable place. You can make sure that on every occasion you are being the upright best version of yourself and being an example of what a holy man could be. Absolutely. Amen to that. So they were exceedingly astonished and they said, he has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. So then that, that brings us to our challenge. And I think that's, that's the church right now is we need to, we need to reinvigorate our ability to hear and our ability to speak. And the only way that we can do that is, is with prayer. And so if you want to take those four points and just start to apply them to your life over this next week and start to make prayer a habit, I believe that to be the best possible challenge that can come out of this. Because so often we look at prayer as, I don't know what I accomplished by that, because we are human. We don't mm -hmm. see its effects. Right. But its effects are real, and it's the effect of prayer that the church still exists today. Yeah, it was carried forward by those who prayed, and 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 just a word of of hope. You know, you you may not go to prayer and feel great every single time, but that's not the goal of prayer to go and feel great. The goal of prayer is to slowly and surely, little by little, expand your heart to love the Lord and accept Him more and more into your heart and into your life. And and it is a slow process, so don't get discouraged. So shall we finish in? In prayer. Yeah. Pray it up. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we need you, and we want to know you, because if we know you, we know the truth, we know the purpose of our lives, we know what our role is, and that can start to pervade and, and, and become explicit within our lives. And our will can start to die, and your will can come to life within us. And we can start to be those men that, are, that have beautiful relationships with our families, and beautiful relationships with our spouses, and beautiful relationships with our kids, beautiful relationships with our friends. But we have to unite ourselves with you, Lord. And we just, we just pray for, if we come to you, Lord, this week, that you just be with us, dwell with us, and allow us to know your peace um, just this week and, and, and in any time that we come to prayer. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. For Manfully Alive Podcast, my name is Mike with a mic. And I'm Deacon Nick. Have a great, great week. <laughs>